0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 284 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Dr. Rose's Remedies, EasySignsOnline.com, and TotalSaddleFit.com.
2: This is Reese Koffler-Stanfield from
1: Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show.
2: Well, we are recording a little bit early this week because you are coming down to the finals.
1: That's right. Everybody's in preparations to go to this big show, I suppose. And I thought maybe I'd go down too. It was, uh, it was we
2: are so excited, Hillary
1: Hillary Hebert, and you got you were convincing me that show season isn't <laughs> over yet, and I should get my butt down there. So I thought, exactly. yeah, well, there's not there's not snow as an excuse. I was, Kind of, thinking, you know how? Oh
2: well, it did snow here on Saturday, but we're not going to yeah, talk about I mean, it.
1: it. It did here too a little bit. Yeah. Not, not a big deal. Not a big no,
2: deal. not a big snow. Even for us, <laughs> I was not that freaked out. But okay. uh, I know, so I can't wait. And of course, I'm going to steal you to work some horses here at the farm, and and we've got some horses showing at the horse show, so it'll it be is, a fun.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to try yeah. and take a little bit off your plate, hopefully, and then we could have a good time. And
2: excellent, and you can on. ride all my horses. That I'll will just be ride good. all the horses,
1: and then you can do your thing, and, and it'll be fun.
2: Yeah, it'll be really fun. Really looking forward to it, and I'm sure we'll we'll get in some bourbon tours and and things like that as <laughs> the well. The
1: regular so. Lexington things, is, exactly.
2: Be, um, and we'll see Hillary, and and we'll get a good picture of all of us, so everybody can see us. And please come by and say hi to us. We'll be at the horse show. Um, uh, we'll be in the media center as well. So please feel free to come by and say hi to us. And yeah, we're, and we're us always open to journey. show
1: ideas and and find discussion about you know. What a good job or a bad job we're doing. and
2: Yeah, we're okay with both. It's fine. Yeah, that's
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that'll be fun. Looking it was cute.
2: I, I, I don't know if I shared it with you guys, but I was at the warm-up um, at the regional finals, and I had someone look at me, and they're like, I know your voice. And I was like, (laughs) do you listen to the Dressage radio show? And as soon as I said that, they were like, oh my gosh. It was so cute. She recognized my voice. So that was really, that was my first, um, that was was really sweet. So uh,
1: it was really fun to do that. Yeah, kind of a celebrity sighting.
2: Well, I don't know about that, but it was very fun. It, it made me blush. So I, she enjoyed the show, and, and it was lots of fun. So come and say hi to us. We'll be we will be around all week at the horse at the horse park, and uh, we're praying for no rain. Uh, it's not looking great, but um, we're excited for everybody that's coming here for the finals. And the footing will be great, and um, maybe cold rain, but uh, it, it will be a good time nonetheless.
1: Yes. So good luck to look. Good luck to everybody going to Kentucky. Either to uh, show off their horses. It's going to be a great Ex- time.
2: Exactly. That's right. So we have some news this week. This is, this is exciting that just came out.
1: Yeah, we, we have previewed this, and we had said it's going to happen, but the, the 2015 USEF dressage tests are now available. You can go and check them out on USEF.com. And uh, training through fourth level, all been changed here for the new year, um, and they will stick around. We'll have these tests until... 2018 so actually I haven't even had a chance to look at them so you know I have no comment on yeah I haven't either we will definitely do that and uh, hopefully bring somebody on to talk about all the new tests and the changes and and what's new for uh, 2015.
2: Exactly. And they'll go, they'll be effective December 1st, 2014. That's the beginning of the competition year, uh, which uh, I know we have local, we have a a couple local shows, uh, like schooling shows that happen. And I even got, uh, there's a note on there that they're going to be using the first, those tests starting at the December show. So uh, if you are in some schooling shows, take a look at that because it actually goes, goes and starts December 1st. Uh, but we will definitely uh, go uh, through the tests and have some of the test writers and some of the things that they changed. I There are a few tests, especially training level test three, first level test three, and second level test three. I am excited to see the new versions. I'm a little – Not a uh, big we, fan? Not a big fan? No, they're great tests. We've just been using them a lot. <laughs> and when you can say them from
1: memory uh, uh, without okay, even a test okay. book. Yeah. We get that, you know. Yeah
2: it was i I was excited for a, a new set of of tests to come out, so I can't wait to take a look at those um but for us it's it's after this week uh, we, we will we'll we'll take a look at those for sure so awesome yeah, well, we have a great show. Um, we have one of my uh, one of my students uh, who is just a wonderful, wonderful woman uh, her name is dr. Jill Stowe um, I know her through the University of Kentucky and she became my student and um, she's writing at the National finals and off the track thoroughbred. So um, that will be really fun. Dundee Raced, and um, I think we'll really enjoy her story and, and sort of how she makes dressage fit into her very busy life. She's a mom and two kids and runs uh, a very, very large program and still able to ride. So very proud of her and, and happy to share her story here on the show.
0: Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Solve and Spray are 100% all natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Roses are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Roses is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT scooters, delicate white pasterns, free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Roses at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's Dr. That's drrosesremedies.com.
2: Well, it is my pleasure this evening to have Dr. Jill Stowe. She's an associate professor in ag economics at the University of Kentucky and the director of UK ag equine programs. Jill, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Hey, Reese. Hi, Philip.
2: Well, we are so happy to have you on. Jill, everyone, I have to brag on her, is one of my students that made the national finals. And Jill is such an awesome person. And she rides Dundee, who is an off-the-track thoroughbred. So it's really uh, been a special journey so far, hasn't it, Jill?
3: It's been amazing. You know, when I first got Dundee, things like this weren't even on the radar. So. I have a little bit of that deer-in-the-headlights look, but I'm, I'm enjoying the ride because I'm doing what I love.
2: Absolutely. So, Jill, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started in dressage and, um, and stopped for school and to become a
3: mama and all those good things. So, I started riding when I was four in New Mexico. My mom and I started riding together. And we were on the quarter horse circuit for a little while, and I was involved in 4-H and did a little bit of barrels and poles. And got involved in hunter jumpers, and then moved to combined training. And then, somewhere around the age of thirteen, I started schooling prelim, um, and also started having a very vivid imagination about what could happen if things went wrong, Um, and thought that dressage was a really nice sport to to (laughs) focus on. Um, And so I I still I concentrated on dressage and. Earned my bronze medal when I was 15. Um, at the time, I was the youngest writer in New Mexico to get my bronze. Um, and then I got involved in sports in high school um, and played in college and went to graduate school and got married and had kids and really took about a 20-year break from writing um, until I got Dundee in November of 2010.
2: Excellent. So, Jill, tell us a little bit about what you do at the university because it's a really, it's a really cool job.
3: It is a really cool job. I was hired at UK in 2008. Um, I'm an economist by training. And at UK, they were looking to hire an economist to do research on the horse industry. And I couldn't actually believe that they wanted to pay somebody to do that. Um, I applied for the job and it ended up being a perfect fit. I've uh, been there for six years, six and a half years now, and a about a year and a half ago, I was named the director of the equine programs. And that's actually a relatively new program at the university, which uh, was created to better serve the signature industry in the state of Kentucky. Uh, it's a program that encompasses all three missions of a land grant university teaching, research, and extension. And um, there's some really fabulous equine related activity going on at the University of Kentucky.
2: And, and part of the program is sharing it with the community. So, um, and I think that that's what's so neat about that program.
3: Absolutely. And we're always striving to not only share our research and our teaching um, within the central Kentucky community, but all across the state. Um, Kentucky is actually a pretty big state from west to east, um, and we don't get out to some of the further areas as much as we'd like, but it's that's a continued goal is to co- continue reaching all of the equine ac- uh, community across the state.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about the, the cool stuff that is going on with the equine program at University of Kentucky?
3: Well, um, one of the great things that's going on is our undergraduate degree program in equine science and management. It is one of three standalone equine degrees at a land-grant institution in the United States, Um, and you would think that a school like the University of Kentucky would have had a specific equine program for a long time, Um, but it actually was just, it started in 2009, so it's relatively new, and in five short years, it has almost become the largest major, just a couple students shy of being the largest major in the College of Ag, Food, and Environment at UK. So... It's incredibly popular. We get um, the majority of our students are out of state, which is unusual for a land grant um, institution like this. Um, it's largely female, um, which is probably not surprising given the,
1: the focus at all. of the program.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, one of the real benefits of having a program like this in central Kentucky is that in addition to the amazing faculty and staff that we have at UK, we have a wealth of industry experience at our fingertips. Um, and we've been so fortunate that the indus- industry is so generous with their time and their expertise in taking interns and guest lecturing in classes and even sometimes um, teaching their own course. It's, it's true. You do.
0: You, that that, at that the is true. Cool. Yeah, you yeah.
1: know, when you have so much industry close by to use them in conjunction with uh, a university program is, is what I would think is a wonderful, perfect, perfect fit.
3: Yeah. And that's, that's why a lot of our students come here. Um, You know, there's, there are a few other places in the United States, and I would argue maybe no other place in the United States that has the comprehensive equine infrastructure that Kentucky does. Um, When you look at, education and ancillary businesses and, um, you know, veterinary practices and all sorts of insurance. And we have um, uh, laundromats that have washing machines for horse blankets. <laughs> so where right. else would you find that? Thankfully,
2: that's very We use those and so we appreciate that. Yes. For sure. Yes.
3: And so well, what, oh sorry. I was
1: just going to ask somebody who graduates from a equine degree program, what do they Go and do in the world with that with that degree.
3: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we're um, we're still a relatively new program, and I think we have just over 100 graduates. And um, so far, the placement rate of these students has been great. Um, I think around 70 percent that we've heard from are um, employed in the equine industry somewhere. Um, another roughly. 20 to 25% are in professional schools, either graduate school or professional schools like vet school or law school. Um, so, you know, we, we have students that have done the Darley Flying Start program um, that have gone on to become farm managers, trainers, um, working with some of the national equine organizations, some of which are located right right here at the Kentucky Horse Park.
2: Excellent. Well, um, a, a little trivia about me. I'm, I'm glad um, Jill was not a professor. I have also a, a degree in agriculture and economics, but Jill sadly was not at the university when I was there because I don't think we would have gotten anything done. I would have just Wait. hung out in our office and talked about horses all day long. It would have been fun. We would
3: have gotten a lot done. We would have written a lot of papers together. That's probably, to that.
2: <laughs> that's
3: probably true. With Christmas season fast approaching, it's time to start planning a custom gift that will last for many years to come. Visit our friends at ezsignsonline.com and browse their unique website for their many custom sign options and styles.
0: With affordable prices for customized signs starting at $39.95, your holiday gift giving just got easier. Their step-by-step online sign ordering process allows you to choose only the sign options you want and see all the pricing up front. From horse farm entrance signs, vinyl banners, magnetic vehicle signs, to stall nameplates, and much, much more for every horse owner. Place your order early to allow plenty of time for Christmas delivery. Check out the website today at ezsignsonline.com. That's ezsignsonline.com, or call them at 1-800-640-8180. That's 1-800-640-8180.
2: Well, Jill, so talk to us a little bit. I, I, I'm trying to remember when we started working, working together. It was maybe last year or the year before, and you came in with this wonderful horse, Dundee. Tell us a little bit about Dundee.
3: So Dundee is such a cool guy. He is an off-the-track thoroughbred, as you mentioned. I got him in November of 2010, and he was three weeks off the track. Um, and a week after I got him home, I put my five- and four-year-old boys on him, and he just thought that he had landed in the perfect life. Um, walking around slowly was much more attractive to him than having to work (laughs) hard on the racetrack. Um, and you know, he was the first horse I'd had in 20 in over 20 years. Um, and I had been out of riding for a long time and had had kids and had lost all those muscles that you need to ride. Um, and so he and I just sort of came along together, um, you know, he had to, thoroughbreds are, are bred to run fast and straight. I don't know that he had the fast down, but he had the straight. <laughs> he had the straight, <laughs> yep. He had the straight. Um, and I had, um, my body had changed through playing collegiate athletics and having kids. And um, so we just sort of came along slowly and we came along together. Um, my first lesson with you was January 25th, two-
2: 2012. <laughs> I can't believe you I, remember that. Yeah, it was twenty four degrees. I
3: remember that too.
2: Yeah, I think I now remember. It's coming back. Yes, very. very cold. Yeah. Very
3: cold. Very
1: cold. Um,
2: yeah. That was we had a clinic for the university here at the farm. That's right. That, that, that's exactly what right. You were in did... the clinic
3: that you were hosting for the Drosajmi Venting Team, and they had an extra slot. And you know that I'm I'm a sucker for the early morning slots, and so um, I grabbed the first one. And I still remember that first day. You said, "What's your goal?" And I said. Um, to stay on. That's a good start. That's a great
2: start. (laughs) Good start, (laughs) yeah.
3: That's that's sort of where I was. Um, Excuse me, but you, you know, your question got me thinking, regardless of whether you're competing or not, just in life, I think it's a really good idea to have goals set. Um, And so that's, you sort of um, got my brain turning again. It takes a while to do that after you've had kids. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I decided that it would be fun to try to work my way back up to, um, maybe earning my USDF silver medal, um, which is certainly a very long-term goal. Um, but that was something I wanted to shoot for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cause you, you had have, your bronze you have aspirations,
1: yeah. right? You absolutely.
2: Know? Gives you some
1: direction.
2: <laughs> yep. so, so, so what I, happened I, this year? Yeah. What was, what was kind of our, our conversation this year about goals? Cause this was been, this has been the fun part of this
3: year yeah so um you know I, things happened last year. I don't exactly remember what I didn't get to to compete as much as I wanted to, and that's fine um but this year, oh, I got an arena this year that was the
2: that strike
0: the, right. the yeah that uh, you moved spot.
2: to your farm, you bought a farm last year and moved and had a lot going on with your family and just just life in general
3: yeah, but I have the you know we leveled a small spot, it's smaller than a small dressage arena, but it's so useful to have something flat when you need to work on stuff um so anyway early this year I think that was when you mentioned to me that regionals were at the horse park and it would be a good goal to set to um to qualify um and you know I hadn't ridden as much as I wanted to last year and then Dundee had three months off over the winter because we were just staying inside trying not to turn into ice cubes um and so we decided to go to a show in April and see if we could qualify at first level and we did that um and I'd actually been hoping to be a little bit further along at that point but you know you you take what you take and um we did that and so then it was time to to start trying uh, at second level and because of the um financial resources needed to go to regionals. I really didn't want to go unless I could qualify at two levels. So I could get, get more bang for my buck. Um, and so we worked, uh, throughout the course of the summer and was finally able to get to some lessons a little more consistently with Reese. And, um, we went to the, another show in mid August to try to qualify at second level. And we got both of our scores that weekend. Um, and I had promised I would go if I qualified at two levels. And so
2: like, <laughs> I held her to it. She was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know. I was like, wait, come on. You did it in literally the minimum amount of time yeah, that you could qualify. A promise
1: is a promise as well. Right? Yeah.
2: So. I was like, sorry, you're
3: going. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so that, that set the stage um, for that. And I think at the time that I sent my entries in, I really wasn't able to eat much after that until after regionals were over. I um, It surprised me. you know. I've competed so much in, in athletics and so on that I would get that nervous about it. But um, I, it was just, you know, this is a whole new world that I've never been in growing up um, competing in New Mexico and, and 20 years ago when there weren't all the, um, I don't think at that time there were regional championships, I'm not sure, um, but there certainly weren't and the, the dressage finals are only two years old. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know. So anyway, you go to regionals. This is a whole new world for me. And it was, you know, I, I think that that's where all the real dressage riders go. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you did. So. You went to regionals and you just had a phenomenal second level test. One of those, as a coach, you stand on the side and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going so well. Please don't mess up. <laughs> and you did just a gorgeous job. <laughs> I mean, really you you rode just a phenomenal test, one of those tests that you're like, I have been hoping you would ride that test the whole time, and you hit the wild card score.
3: Yeah, that, that test, you know, that's the feeling that you want to come away with when you ride, and, Reese, I, I guess I was thinking the same thing you were, was, wow, this is going really smoothly. Don't mess this up. <laughs> um, but it was just, you know, we were in harmony. And, yes, there were things. I, there are always things to improve. But that was the most consistent, solid test we had put in all year, Um, and I was I was just thrilled. I actually went to high five Dundee when I was done, but I forgot that he was a horse and (laughs) didn't high five me. So I had to wait till I got out of the arena. But um, that that was just such a cool ride.
2: It was a cool ride. So you qualified, and then sort of uh, what happened next with finals? We had quite a long discussion about finals.
3: Well, then, Reese, you said, well, you should really think about doing that. And (laughs) I go into my economist mode, and I'm, you know, trying to be a rational adult. (laughs) Why should you do that, Jill? Two kids, and... um, I I made a really long list. This is what I do. I make lists. I bring lists to Reese at, during my lessons. These are the things I want to work on. Um, I'm a list maker. And so I made a list and there were two reasons why I should go to regionals and a gazillion really adult responsible reasons why I shouldn't go. <laughs> um, so I'm going and then to you came for, Then
2: you And then you came to me and that was probably the worst thing you could
3: have done.
1: Yeah, put the uh, list out the window, right?
3: I, you know, I needed to stop. I I was talking to a few people about it. And really what mattered to me was what my husband thought and what Reese thought. Um, And so I talked to Keith about it. And, you know, he, he's fabulous. He's so supportive. And he, I gave him all my reasons that were so well thought out. And he said, you know, I think if you want to do it, you should do it. And if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it.
1: And That's, was pretty, simple. Simple. That's pretty simple. Advice. simple <laughs> do it if you want.
3: <laughs> and so he, he's so supportive. And so I um I took that as a green light from him. He was very excited about the opportunity um for me to do that. And yes. and so and I talked to Reese and and we talked about all my concerns and um but all the advantages and um And then uh, I ended up contacting New Vocations, who's the uh, organization that I adopted Dundee from, and they um, generously agreed to co-sponsor my entry to help with the financial part of it. Um, So at that point, I thought it was really a win-win. There you go. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So we are scheduled this week. We're gonna, Jill. We're gonna keep in touch with you this week. We have uh, our schedule all ready to go. Jill was, she's my always my first early, early, early lesson at seven thirty. Every you know when she comes for her lesson, she comes and I don't teach anybody before eight other than Jill um, (laughs) because Jill is my early morning bird and drives an almost over an hour to get here. So I, I asked you what time you got up this morning, and all you said was early.
3: So but so I um, said I got, to, I got to sleep in compared to when I go, get up to go to work. Oh, well, there you That's go. That's right. You said you go
2: to work at 4.30 every morning? What time do you go to work every
3: I, morning? I, I leave at 5.30 for work. I get up at 4.15. Yeah.
2: And, and But that gets you home in time to ride and, and, and be with the boys. And uh, it's right. pretty amazing that you're able to do all of that.
3: Yeah. So I get home in time to see the boys off the bus and get a ride in before it gets dark, which is especially important now that the time just changed. Um, And, you know, if you really want to do something, you find a way to make it work.
2: Exactly. So that's pretty much what we're up to this week. And I can't wait uh, to report back. I will report for sure everybody back to you on how we do this week. But really, it's just it's such an exciting uh, place to go and thing to do. And um, I'm looking forward to coaching Jill and Dundee and. Um, you know to have a horse off the track make it all the way to the national finals is in Lexington Kentucky is a is a pretty cool thing so I'm looking forward to the week Jill and thanks so much for coming on the show and we look forward to an update next week
3: that sounds good thanks so much it was good talking to both of you
2: and Jill if anybody wants to find information out about um, the UK programs how do they get in touch with you
3: Um, they can just go online and Google UK equine programs and they will get information directly to our office and, um, we would be happy to connect them or answer questions or whatever it is that they need.
2: Excellent. Thanks so much, Jill.
0: Awesome. Thanks guys. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. The shoulder relief girth that
4: Reese and Philip both love, and here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. Totalsaddlefit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time, we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available.
0: At Totalsaddlefit.com. Visit Totalsaddlefit.com.
2: So this week for our total saddle fit tip of trainer tip of the week, Philip, you and I are on, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, we're going to talk a little bit about the ten meter circle. And this was a special request from Meredith, your <laughs> wife. She <laughs> My was awesome.
1: She came on with this trainer. Adds her two tip. cents and says you should got, should do a tip on the ten meter circle because it occurs in how many levels? Three, four?
2: Well, you'll see I'm well, um, no, you, you'll you see First it, level, um, second
1: level, third first level.
2: First level, second level, third level.
1: Fourth level.
2: Fourth level. Pre-St. George. You'll switch to an eight meter at oh, Pre-St. George.
0: Yeah. Eight meters at Pre-St. George. But
2: you're going to see it a lot. You see that circle a lot. And, and I will be honest, when I scribed for the young riders this summer, um, in the Pre-St. George, you ride shoulder in, then an eight meter circle, and half pass. And each of those three movements are scored the same. But everybody really freaks out about the shoulder in and really freaks out about the half pass, but absolutely forgets to ride that circle. And I found that very interesting. I mean, it was like across the board. Maybe the winner or the top three actually got a decent score on that circle. Um, but, you know, talking about the 10-meter circle, you also – you need it, it – basically, the first step of a 10-meter circle is shoulder in. The last step of a 10-meter circle is hunches in.
1: So Every single are, corner is a, is a quarter of a 10-meter circle.
2: Yep, I was just going to say. It your eight,
1: until it becomes you eight, know, until it gets eight, and then maybe six. But, I mean, it's the basis for almost everything that we do from second level up. Right. right? So if you can't ride a 10-meter circle and you're doing Pre-St. George, or an eight-meter circle and you're doing Pre-St. George, that's, that's very telling, isn't it? Because everybody yeah. just works on the stuff they think is is hard you know the stuff that it is hard i mean you know the the fancy tricks right but you know there's no uh, 10 meter circle it's not a trick but it's the basis for everything that you uh, that you prepare the horse for and want to ride the horse so what are some qualities of a of a good 10 meter circle
2: well round i know that sounds yeah yeah, the shape i mean i think that 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 it's one of the things that I see the, the most is people, and that's even 10-meter circles, 20-meter circles. You know, the riders don't hit the proper circle points, and that's a big problem. So, you know, think about you have four circle points on any circle that you ride. So the shape is really important. The actual size of the circle is really important. Um, you know, I, I also think it's important just to know the arena you know, in a, in a large court, a larger ring, um, you know, that from the corner to the first marker is six meters. And, and those types of markers, you know, and from the corner marker to the quarter, to the quarter line is five meters. The quarter line to the center line is five meters. Um, you have to be able to know sort of where that
1: circle yeah. is going to align. The, the geometry of the, of the figure is, is very important. Mm-hmm. And what about, what about the rhythm?
2: Yeah, that's a big one, actually, isn't it? I mean, yeah, the rhythm on a ten meter circle is really hard to keep if you don't pay attention. Yeah. Um,
1: and, and to and maintain lot- the same rhythm from from your shoulder in to mm-hmm. your ten meter circle, and then into your, you know, traverse or back to shoulder in or whatever. What we see, what I see a lot is a you know a really nice shoulder in. The horse has a great, you know, gait, a great rhythm coming in, and then collapse and speed up around the little circle, right?
2: Right. That's, Absolutely, I mean, that's a big
1: one. And then, and then, you know, coming out of it back to a different rhythm. You know, if if it's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, if you're going to show your best um, gait in the shoulder in, which it tends to be, right, the horse is a little rock back on the haunches. Maintain that through your ten meter circle, that it just flows really nicely, and you can, and and you can show that the horse has, you know, is very flexible and and bendable, just like in the in the shoulder in. You know, really, if if you can ride a ten meter circle. You can ride shoulder in and vice versa, but you know we see so many people have a super nice bend and then come in and then lose the bend. You know, main, You know, if you maintain the bend and the balance through the, the shoulder in and right into the circle and, and the rhythm and everything, then that, that movement just flows so beautifully that uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get good marks because judges are looking for that. You know, all those little points where people miss. You know, because they spend a lot of time just riding shoulder in the the trick of that, to to not just you know continuing it right through the circle and and thinking about that on a, on a daily basis, just so important and and worth the time to get the marks on that movement as well, right? They're both worth worth the same thing, you know. Hopefully, you've been riding ten meter circles a lot longer than you've been riding that perfect shoulder in. You know, it's the basics, right?
2: Absolutely, and I, I like the idea of keeping the uphill balance. I mean, as you make that turn, to be in an uphill structure, in an uphill balance, is essential, because typically the horses don't want to dump on the forehand. You know, yeah. you're in, a, let's say, shoulder in, and then you go to ride your 10-meter circle. Uh, the horses are going to, n- by nature, want to dump a little bit on the forehand.
1: And collapse so you've that inside keep- shoulder, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so you've got to be able and be aware of that and really ride them from the hind leg to the bit, up in the shoulder, um, into into that ten meter circle, but and it's the same if you were to ride an eight meter circle, um, or even a six meter circle in theory. Is you've got to keep the horse's shoulders up. Same thing in the canter. Keep the rhythm. Keep the shoulders up. Keep the horses pushing from behind. Um, and it's a great exercise to help you with those things yeah, as well. Just
1: really thinking about the bend, you know, in the rib cage, so the horse really follows that curve of this of the smaller circle or in a corner, right see them right. so much just kind of turn 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 the hind end is flying around the outside and the front end is who knows where and and then and then or you know where where you're trying to where you see a lot of the times the rider really bending the neck of the horse but the rest of the horse doesn't follow the the curve right so what you what you get in this instance is, is again the horse collapsing on the inside shoulder that nose driving down and and low and and into the inside shoulder and and not keeping that uphill balance you know Think about bending the horse's body instead of the head and neck. You can really do um, your 10-meter circle justice.
2: Exactly. So good luck riding your 10-meter circles and not losing any points as you do that. Um, And always remember, we love emails and Facebook shout-outs. Be be sure to send those to us, Philip, and I love both of those. Um, And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at com.
1: You can find me at com, and my email is philip at com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a great show this week and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
2: Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we'll talk to you next week.